0: Right now, I just need you to get real loose, get comfortable, uh. grab your loved ones by the booty, grab your love partner. Stop touching my. By eyes. the booty,
1: if you're by yourself, no worries. Repeat just after me. me. Do the two step, then cowboy How quick did this song like take off, dude? Uh, Bobby Bones. Uh, played it on his, uh, his station, or on his, uh, whatever you call it, radio cast, whatever. And, uh, dude, he played it, and uh, I swear, I didn't hear it, but I had a buddy of mine send me a text message, and he was like, this is the next wedding song for you. <laughs> and I listened to it, and I'm like, eh, it's all right. It took off, huh? Dude, <laughs> I had an event like, uh, I don't know, maybe a month later. And the first request she had was, you got to play that new Blanco Brown song. I'm like, all right. So I started searching it and then they had the Blanco Brown challenge. But
0: well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's crazy. It became a challenge and everybody started doing it. Like,
1: I still can't do it. I'm fat. I can't dance. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever.
0: I'm sure I can do it, but I got to get a little, <laughs> little bit of liquid courage. Get on the dance floor, do it. But
1: I'm that guy that sits in the corner of Bob's head. <laughs> yeah. I tell everybody I, I became a DJ because I couldn't Cause. dance.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Welcome, everybody. What's up? episode 22 deuce deuce 22 y'all sorry about the uh technical difficulties we were having last week um the uh so the podcast host that we use i'm not going to say the name of it but (laughs) um was having some issues with their servers so every time you can log in you can get into the the website the page and stuff and then get on your dashboard and stuff but nothing was a nothing was loaded loading so i wasn't i wasn't able to get like just look at all our stats all our uh previous episodes and stuff like that so took a few days but then they emailed me and said it was good so i was finally
1: able i'm to... uh i'm kind of upset i didn't get to listen to 21 yet no no nah, man i had too much stuff going on the last couple days oh, i saw yeah. you post and tagged me in it uh i'm upset because i normally listen to him every monday right? right and you text me and you say hey dude it's not coming out on monday it's not gonna be here so. yeah <clears throat> which i understood but man Twenty was good. Yeah, twenty thanks, was good. Man. Appreciate it. Twenty was good.
0: Um, So yeah, again we have uh, Jimmy Sanchez filling in for Paul. Paul's on, uh, I would say assignment, but it's actually he's out there getting wasted. Which actually I think is oh, it's a, it's up north, so it's the um, aftershock festival or something. Is that the like one that? where
1: uh, he gets to go see the band? He's been what, what, yeah. What was there's
0: it? I I want to say there's like Tool was gonna be there uh, or right. like all those like heavy metal you know stuff like that. Um, I can't so get yeah. Into- He's up there and I Jimmy's down it. here filling in. Thanks, man. I appreciate yeah, it too. Of course. We appreciate it.
1: Of course. Yeah, I listen to a lot of music, dude. Heavy metal was one of the ones that there was just a couple of songs by a couple of different bands that right. I really enjoyed. But other than that, dude, I really couldn't just be like dive into it and just listen to it. Right. Like I could a rap album. Somebody brings over a rap album, like, hey, check this out, right? And I'd listen to the whole album mm-hmm. and then kind of make my decision. Or out. some R and B dude. <laughs> yeah, give me a good R and B album,
0: bro. I'm yeah. I'm in it, bro. I'm yeah, yeah. I'm I start falling in love all over again, dude. <laughs> Just, like, start texting my wife. And I'm like, what are you doing, girl? What's up? cho yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Nah, but, yeah, dude, music. I love music, dude. I, I, like you said, I listen to it. I mean, you're a DJ, too, so you listen to everything. But, I, dude, music, uh, for me, at least, it's, like, it hits every, every emotion possible. Yeah, Like if you're sad one day, if you're feeling not sad, but just blue, like, you know, you're not feeling the day or you're freaking, you you know, you're hyper or you need to get somewhere, dude. You know, it, whatever mood you're in, bro, like the music is just like, especially if you know a specific song or, you know, let's say you like, for instance, today uh, we laid to rest Amy's aunt, Deva.
1: Um, oh I didn't know about that sorry about
0: that and no 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 she's you know the family's good bro you know it's it was a it was a rough last few weeks um, and you know the cele- obviously the, the the funeral and everything went on but the celebration that's when you get a chance to just you know celebrate her life you know or a loved yeah. one's life and um, it was cool seeing how the family because uh, so it was Amy's dad's sister okay um and it's it's cool just seeing, like, the family get together. And it sucks because, because of the circumstances. You know what I mean? Like, Of course. The, you know, they lost a sister, a mom, a, you know, a, a friend. Um, but we were sitting at... And this was cool because I was playing DJ, right? I, I was the music guy. So the difference, though, was... Still is, need to come work for me. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, the difference was I was... They were just giving me requests, right, just yeah. to play, and it was cool because every one of them, whether it was blood, you know, blood family, or just, you know, an in law or a friend, you know, they had a specific song that reminded them of Deva, and That's it was awesome. so cool. So like, my father in law, he was he was just spitting out songs, and then like Rio, uh, what's that that band Rio it's a 70s band. Rio, Rio something. Yeah, Rio Speedwagon. There you go. Yeah, Rio Speedwagon. He's he shot out a song and then Uncle Larry, dude, he's like all Beatles, right? He even got a, a Beatles <laughs> tattoo and stuff and um man, Beatles are the yeah, yeah, dude. And so for Larry, Uncle Larry, he was in the Vietnam War and so the Beatles were naturally, you know, yeah. You know, the, what he listened to at that time and um but yeah, dude, it was it was just cool seeing um family get together you know reminisce on the good times and and how she was and what type of person she was dude and it was that that's what i love about music because it fits every situation and it'll make you feel better um even in even in in times of like when you're sad or when you're crying or depressed or whatever the case may be if you listen to a depressing song it still it makes you feel better. It can you know also help I mean? you cope. Yes, too. yes, it's it's definitely one of the best coping mechanisms. Um, sometimes you can get some songs that get in your head, and yeah. you know it might make it worse. Then you down that or, rabbit hole. Yeah, hole. yeah, exactly. That rabbit hole goes on and on and on. Um, but yeah, dude, it was it was. Uh,
1: songs take us to places. Songs take us to feelings. Songs will bring back uh, smells. Mm-hmm. Songs will bring back stuff that. Uh, I mean, just trigger the the rawest of emotions yeah. in, in all of us. And I think that's probably why I love DJing so much because I not only get to hear the music that I like right. and that I know will make people dance, but then I get to take a little piece of somebody with me when they say, hey, I need you to play these songs at my wedding or, hey, at, the, at our party, I need you to play these songs. Yes. It gives me a little piece of them. Then I know... One of the biggest questions I always ask when I sit down <clears throat> with either bride and groom or just somebody booking a party, I always ask, "What's your favorite radio station? Like, what do you listen to right now?" Yeah, uh, and I always get a radio station right. And, it's, and some people nowadays, I mean, now that music is more digital than anything, they'll give me, they'll tell me, "Well, I listen to my playlist. What's the first song on your playlist?" Right? Because that gives you always a really good idea of what they want to yeah. hear. Yeah, I love that stuff, and then I can just you know build off that. So. I mean, yeah, you're right, man. Music is is the rawest of emotions. You can bring yeah. in, bring out the rawest of emotions, and people will cry, Absolutely, laugh. Dude. I, you <laughs> know, I,
0: <clears throat> excuse me. Um, on our way to the funeral, um, you know, we stopped, we dropped off the kids, uh, and then we're driving and stuff. And I, I actually, oh my bad, I'd actually found or heard of, uh, uh I forgot her name, sister. Let me see if I can bring it up. Anyway. Sister Mary
1: Catherine. <laughs> right? <laughs> Sister Mary
0: Jane. Um, she was like, back in the 60s, she was a uh, like a gospel blues kind of. I'll give you an idea, a, a quick idea of what sound it is. Um. So anyway, we're, we're on our way.
1: So this is what. It's uh, 70s was the starting to be the birth of electronic music. Yeah. So, no liar. Get
0: so it, this is the song that we were listening to on our way over there. Right. And mind you, Deva isn't my aunt or wasn't my aunt. Right. Obviously, I, I married into their family and That's stuff. True. And um, so we we're listening to the song. It's called Precious Lord. If you guys have a minute, download. Her name is. Uh, Sister Rosetta Tharp. She's a Christian gospel blues singer back in 60s, 70s, and stuff, right? Um, so just listen, dude. Let's see if we can get away with it.
1: so tired.
0: And I'm weak, Lord. Start crying right now, watch. <laughs> but anyway, so Damn the song's me. called Precious Lord by uh, Sister Rosetta Tharp. And. We're driving, right? And I, I don't do well with death. I'm sure you've heard on other podcasts. I don't, I don't do well because, for me, it's like I don't know what's going to go on after we die, sure. right? And I think that's what a lot of people have trouble with is the great unknown. And Paul's talked about it, right? We've yeah, talked about it on the podcast, yeah. You know, and uh, it's, it's, it's a. I mean, it's something we can't even imagine, right? right. And it's said, and if you're a believer it says in the Bible like you don't
1: streets. Yeah.
0: There's, you can't even fathom what God has prepared for us. Right. And I, and I feel like with death, like it's that, I guess it brings me some sort of anxiety. It's just like, gosh, like I don't know. First off, how do I live a good life to get there? Right. What obviously we know the prep, we, we got a blueprint, you know, and, and we know what we're supposed to do. Right. Um, but it was listening to the song, dude, we're driving and I'm just like, I start getting emotional, right? A, because of the circumstances, what we're going, where we're going, you know, but B, because like, it's, it started making me think of it, like my parents, It got you, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then, dude, I have a hit repeat. We had, a, it was over there on the east side where the funeral was going to be. And we live on the south side or southwest. And so we're driving and I repeated that song. All the way over there, right? Yeah. And it was just like one of those things to where like the circumstances, my wife, you know, my family, my kids, like there's one thing that I believe in and this song like helped me realize it was like precious Lord, man, like death, destruction, you know, happiness, family, love, like it's all tied into that if you believe in that right if you're a christian person or you you believe in god or whether or not you believe in god or not like it's that love that emotion you know everything is intertwined and it's like man dude like it was just such an emotional just little car ride bro and <laughs> and i i barely heard this this uh um this lady this artist maybe like three days ago and nice. i i had the album on repeat dude, for the past 2 days <laughs> you know what i mean it's, yeah yeah you know and that's what i love about music is 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 just like what it like it can bring like realness out of you like
1: yeah 100% it
0: can bring you know emotion an emotion that you haven't felt in years
1: right
0: you know and then you listen to one song it's like dude waterworks <laughs> you know what i mean
1: it's it's crazy man that's it's crazy to me what, what music does for me, too. I, uh, for me, it's... So music, to me, has been around my whole life, right? So um, both your parents are Spanish first, correct? Right. Okay, so growing up, you listened to mostly Spanish music, or did you listen to everything?
0: Well, for me, it was everything because, like, my sister and my brother, yeah. they're
1: both older than me, so
0: they played what they liked, right? Okay. So my sister was, like, Cindy Lauper, Madonna... You know, stuff sure. like that, you know? And yeah, yeah. my brother was more of Ice-T, Ice Cube, you know, and and listening to all that. Whitney, he, dude, he was the one that got me on Whitney Houston. You know what I mean? <laughs> my brother was a gangster from back in the days, and he loved, you know, his first... One of the albums that I remember my brother playing a lot was The Bodyguard, <sighs> right? And... Obviously, Whitney Houston. I and, think you know.
1: every drunk person tries to sing that song. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but
0: uh, no, so yeah, dude. It's 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 crazy, man. But I you know I listen to, and I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but there yeah, I listen to
1: Spanish, English, everything, dude. Listen to everything. And, yeah. So growing up, my mom ordered these tapes. Now I can't remember uh, the. The name of the program is slipping my mind now, but it was off TV. Okay. It wasn't. And it it wasn't was like in the middle of the night. Yeah, it wasn't QVC yet. Okay, but, but it was one of those like infomercials yeah. where you order these Time tapes, people, or something. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. That. Yeah, exactly. And she ordered these tapes, and it was yes, tapes, fuckers. All right. I'm oh, here. I have right. No, I'm, I'm 40. there with you. I'm there so, with you. So they were t- they were cassette tapes, and uh, there was the 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s. Mm. And every time she cleaned the house, she would listen to a different set. So (laughs) that is what I remember growing up. And so now when I do weddings, I start with the seventies. I love the Mm seventies. I love the seventies. So when I'm talking to an older person and they're like, well, do you know anything about the seventies? I'm like... Seriously? Earth, Wind, and Fire, Casey and the Sunshine Man, yeah. Cool and the Gang, Sister Sledge. I mean, what what do you want to hear? Yeah. Like, what do you want to... And they're just looking at me like they're... Wow. What? Yeah. Wow.
0: And that's what we said... Uh, Paul and I said last, uh, last episode was, if it's good music, it's it gonna last. Transcends it's, time. Yes. It's gonna continue to be good. It's not... Like, for instance, he was... Uh, the song we played for episode 21, uh, he got from his son. It was that... Uh, oh wow wow Ooh, i forgot how it goes uh, i forgot who it was but um it's an old song from an old artist yeah. you know what i mean and he was like yeah dude my son you know and his son is shoot i want to say maybe 12 13 years old wow you know and it's he's playing a song from the 70s like dang dude like that's the that's what i love about music is like i said if it's good it's gonna continue to be good and it's gonna for lack of a better term is what i said last time was it's gonna tickle your ear you know what I mean? It's gonna, it's gonna resonate with you. It's gonna make you feel good. Whatever it is, hard rock, screamo, whatever. Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? If it's good, it's, it's gonna, gonna last. it's gonna transcend time. It's gonna transcend age. Yeah, like it's just one of those things. So I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. So every wedding I do, every single wedding that I've done, and I've done, all, I've DJed over 300 weddings myself. Mm-hmm. Every wedding I've started with the same song for the dance portion. Which one? Earth, Wind, and Fire, September. <laughs>
0: I I have always started with
1: that song Always And the reason And as a matter of fact When we do When we set up And we test our equipment um, I always test it With With that that song song. And then uh, Casey and the Sunshine Band Okay. Uh, get down tonight that's the other song yeah. i tested with so i you know i have two turntables so one turntable is earth Wind a fire then one's casey and the sunshine band and i test with those two songs every time yeah and those are the same two songs i start every that's wedding tight. dance portion out with that's tight and man. the dance floor fills up that's i mean tight. there's just those songs man yeah, ymca and- i mean is another one that's it transcends it doesn't matter how old you are yeah. you know the dance yeah Cause you've either seen your parents do it and and watched them, and they've seen their parents do it. I mean, that song came out in like seventy five. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it doesn't
0: matter, you know. Yeah, dude, it's it's definitely something that you know, if it let's say if it was with somebody who got married forty years ago, yeah, right, and it's a good song, like you said, Casey, the sunshine band. The next generation, you know, somebody who's been married for twenty years probably loves that same song. You know what I mean? Somebody who's been married 10 years probably yeah. loves that song. Like it's that's what's cool, dude. Like I love it, man. And and back to, you know, what was going on with, you know, the the celebration of life and stuff and you know, it, a lot of tears were shed. You know what I mean? A lot of tears of were course. shed at the funeral and you know, there's people that you know still can't fathom you know that they lost somebody, you know what I mean? Right. They're still kind of angry, yep. you know? Like and but being at the celebration of life and and hearing people play songs that reminded them of the good times like dude i i love it you know the circumstances suck but i love it i loved just hearing the family like hey remember when aunt david did this and you know and aunt david said that and dude it's just it was awesome bro it was you know all right let's move on before uh before i start to cry because it's (laughs) it's getting really deep in here, guys. Yeah, uh, let's. Uh, so you want to address the elephant in the room, Mr. Uh, <laughs> Dodger Blue?
1: I'm uh, sure you're feeling a
0: little blue there, huh? I am.
1: I am. So I'm a huge Dodger fan. Yeah. Uh, I think you guys have heard me say that on the podcast. However, I am a uh, a baseball fan mm-hmm. uh, as well. And so I sent Tony a text. We talked about the game, obviously. Mm-hmm. Tony's going to talk shit to me well, as soon as the Dodgers lose. I wasn't,
0: I wasn't <coughs> like,
1: like... Ruthless. Ruthless. There were like, some ruthless people. On so there.
0: let's be... Let's be real. If let's say Dave Roberts brought in Jensen and or a reliever, right? Not not a not a number two or number three starter. Brought in a reliever or a setup or a closer, and they still lost the game.
1: What would the fan base say then? So I'm not as concerned about Clayton Kershaw giving up the two runs, right? As I am with okay, all right. So being a baseball fan, right? We go through strategies in our head because mm-hmm. not only are you and I baseball fans, but we also play the game, right? Right. Um, I was never a pitcher, and I was never like I, I listen. I was a second string catcher. I was terrible. I could barely hit. Right. <laughs> My claim to any fame whatsoever is I threw one runner out in a game that meant something when I was like 12 years old. And that's it, dude. That's it. I mean, I got nothing. Now that I play softball... I mean, that's
0: why we're working nine to fives, bro. (laughs) Like, let's be real. You know, if we were any good, we'd be like in the minors or something, you know?
1: But listen, as we grow up and we watch the game and we watch the game unfold, there's certain strategies that that just make sense in our minds, right? Mm -hmm. Now, I can't tell you what it's like to be a big league coach, right? I, I have no idea, but The only play that, the only thing that irked me, again, I liked Kershaw in that situation. I didn't like Kershaw against, um, uh, soda. No. um, Rendon? Rendon. I didn't like Kershaw against Rendon. Okay. Because Rendon crushes lefties. Right. However, if you watch game two, Kershaw owned Rendon. Mm -hmm. He, He threw some really good pitches. Now, what, I think Rendon had a double his first or second at bat in game two and that was the only hit he had other up than, until that home run right right so look i i get it like i, I get where kershaw is I, I don't care what you guys say about his playoffs in the regular season he's a
0: he's a hall of famer bro 100 dude is, is dude is such a good pitcher and for the longest time dude and you know me, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk crap to of Dodger fans, Angels 100%. fans, yeah. whoever. I'm an A's fan. <clears throat> talk crap to me, dude. I I got a small market team that I follow, right? <laughs> you know, I don't buy jerseys from the A's because I don't know who's gonna be on the team in two years. You know what I mean? But should buy a Davis jersey though. Uh, yeah, nah, I think I'm gonna buy Chapman. Ooh, I don't blame you on that one. I think I'd buy Matt Chapman. But I don't I, if I buy it, it's going to be after this offseason because he's a free <laughs> just agent. See, just, see just to make sure he gets <laughs> signed. Um, no, but so, okay. So the Rendon thing. Okay. If you watch that at bat, if you watch that pitch that he hit, it was not a bad pitch. No,
1: it was way dude, low in the that zone. that was
0: way low in the zone. Rendon yeah. got lucky, stuck his bat out, dude, Not. Freaking ball barely got out
1: of the park. Right. The only bad pitch he made was to Soto. Yes,
0: and Soto, that's, yeah. So Soto crushed crushed that, that, dude. You're not going to get anything past Soto, especially an 89 to 91 mile an hour fastball. You're not going to get that by any major leaguer. No. You can be the crappiest major leaguer and still hit that ball probably about two to three out of ten out of the park.
1: I'd have to look it up, but I believe in game two... Soto went 0 for 3 with 2Ks with Kershaw pitching. Yeah. So I think maybe that's kind of where Dave Roberts' head was that if Rendon did get on, we still have the lefty lefty match that he likes. Like I said, the Kershaw thing is not what I was concerned about. What I was concerned about is look, Joe Kelly looked amazing in the top of the night. He did. Three batters, three strikeouts, and his fucking, his curveball was on, like that rotation on that curveball was insane. Yeah. Insane. So, like, I'm not saying anything against Joe Kelly. What I didn't like is the fact that we have our closer that has warmed up and he's ready. Now, we have the top of our lineup coming up. Right. One, two, and three. We got Peterson, Muncy, and JT coming up in the bottom of the 10th. I don't know why we leave Kelly in there to deal with that part of their lineup. Bring in Kenley. Let him do what he does. Get us through that inning. He's probably not going to be perfect. He's probably going to give up a base hit. Okay, that's what I was getting
0: next. That was I was getting to next, and you and you brought it up at the perfect time. So Jensen has struggled from what All Star break to uh, about a month before the end of the season, before playoffs. Correct, hundred percent. So and he started getting comfortable and getting better towards the last part of the season. Right. My thing is is. When, when when Kenley was struggling, every... And I'm not saying every, but I'm saying the majority of Dodger fans right. were like, get him out of there. He's shit. He's this. So, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, you let somebody who has proven that can control that late inning, who, who can close it out, he's proven that he can
1: do it, right? A lot of people don't understand the type of person it takes to be a closer. Right. Right. He is bred to be a closer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he blew eight saves, but he saved thirty-two games. Yes. So okay, cool. He blew eight. Yeah. Did it cause us not to make it to the playoffs? No. No. Did we were already in the playoffs when he was blowing these saves? Yeah. Which means that the situations didn't really I don't want to say didn't matter cuz of course we wanted you know we wanted to to have the best record going in we wanted to have home field advantage mm-hmm. through the playoffs I understand all that but the games that he blew didn't matter. Yeah. They mattered but they didn't. Yeah. So And
0: that, and that's the other thing is is what what do people tell batters who are going through a slump?
1: You got to hit. Swing. You gotta swing. Swing the bat. Yeah.
0: Swing your swing, right? Try to make contact. Yeah. Right? Basketball what is somebody who's on a slump who can't shoot or shoot, shoot, or shoot right? Shoot the ball. You're going to make it. You're going to find your stride, right? Football, you know, if, if a quarterback is struggling, like don't go away from what you do right, or what you've done in the past to succeed. Yeah, Don't start like checking it down all the time just because you're scared. You know what I mean? Make Try to make the play. And you know, you know what, what happened
1: a month ago for Kenley? Did you hear anything that he did?
0: Uh, I heard some about his uh, –
1: Oh, was it? No, actually, it called, might have been the last. He called year. his old uh, coach, oh, the one that turned him in from the one that made him a pitcher from a catcher. Okay, and it helped him establish his cutter. Oh, okay. He called that guy, and they had like a two and a half hour conversation on the phone that night. Kenley pitched in the ninth inning, and his cutter had as much crazy life, crazy movement. Oh my god, yeah. as much life as it has had in the past six, seven seasons. It was amazing, right? And that was at the beginning of September. Mm-hmm. So throughout the entire month of September, I still think he he gave up some hits here and there. Um, he did definitely did have some clean innings, and I think he did blow one save in September. Mm-hmm. But overall, the last two weeks of the month, he was doing really fantastic. well. Fantastic, yeah, he was doing really well. Uh,
0: you know, and I follow the Dodgers only because they're closer than the A's are. You know what I yeah, mean? They're like, always on they, TV. regionally. Yeah, they're always they're always on TV. Um, the thing that I that I don't get with some Dodger fans is how quick it's, it's always knee jerk, dude. It's oh, always God. like, you got to fire this person. Fire gotta, Roberts. Fi- yeah. Get trade rid of r- Clayton
1: Kershaw. Yeah. Like, dude. Calm down. Are you kidding
0: me, bro? Like r- relax. First of all, you guys won 106
1: games. Okay? 106 this year, 104, two years yes. ago. Like, give so, me. So a break. you're going to,
0: you're going to sit there and blame it 100% on a pitcher. Okay. If you're going to do that, if you're a Dodger fan that understands baseball or anybody that
1: understands baseball, what do something about the hitter's bats that went cold. Let's talk about Kike being on first it, base with one out and never went past first base. That's what
0: I'm saying. Like, How about you start talking about the, the hitters who always want to hit a home run? Bellinger, they do a massive shift on him, but dude can't bunt to the 100. left to get on first base. So, you know, Muncie, I'm sure they, I, I don't even, do they shift on
1: Muncie? They do, but, yeah. but in Muncie's defense, he hit 400 he, Yes. with three or four bombs mm-hmm. and like 12 or 10 RB, the double digit RB guys. Yeah. No, I get, I His get that. His series was amazing. Yes.
0: No, I get that. But what I'm saying is, is this is the new baseball. Yeah, right? 100%. This is the new baseball <laughs> to where people just want to hit, they look at launch angle, they look at bat speed, they so look stuff like that. But how about you play small ball? every once in a while small
1: ball is dead
0: it is and that's the sad part like i'm i'm uh uh how can i say it? i i love the old style baseball you are what do they call it it's a
1: not a realist i was
0: gonna say realist too but <laughs> anyway i'm the one that loves the the old type of baseball where you're scrappy right yep. where you just try Still to get base. on base you just try to get on base you get your leadoff guy on right and then you, you move them over with the bunt whether your guy that guy's going to get out or, or not. You he's he's fast player,
1: he steals the Or base. he steals,
0: right? That's what that's the baseball I grew up on. Yeah. That's the baseball I love.
1: There will right? never be another Ricky Henderson.
0: Right. And it is it is hard to accept the new analytical, you know, baseball the okay, well, last game this batter did this against this guy and you know, let's, you know, try to trick him by throwing something Different on them, you know what I mean? But like
1: let, let's let's talk analytics for just a second. So the Dodgers, when Roberts came in, became an analytics team, mm-hmm. right? And they have never played better, right? Like they really, really haven't. Um, and I love the analytics part of the game, and the A's really. Yeah, I'm not that saying I don't Billy like Bean, it in the Billy Bean era. that shit was amazing. Mm. Oh, dude, it was amazing. Matchups, hundred yeah. percent matchups. No, like, I get it. And, and yeah. that's kind of where you got
0: Hatterberg. Dude, yeah. But can you get on base? Like, <laughs> yeah, okay. Fuck. Put me out there. I'll get on base. Right. Like, right, somehow. right. Exactly.
1: But I mean, that's the way the Dodgers play it, is it, it's an analytical team. They right. play for the home runs. They play for the doubles. Um, it's not a lot of small ball. Now throughout the season, all of the batters that you just named all did lay down bunts for hits. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I'm pretty sure Bellinger did it in a couple times when he was slumping. Right, just laid the bunt down and beat it out. That guy's fast as shit. He's pretty fast. Yeah. That's one of the things that he's underrated on is his speed. He's super. He's actually the fastest guy on the Dodgers. Yeah. So they did. I, don't know. I think.
0: It's, I think it's just because he doesn't look like your typical fast <laughs> he runner. Doesn't. He's like real lanky. He's like Gumby, just running like <laughs> and getting up. You know. Yeah. 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 No, he, he hits the same way. The analytical part of baseball, I love, and that's why I think out of all sports, I would want to be. A manager of a baseball team right not necessarily just a gm of a football team or gm of a basketball team but a manager of a baseball team because dude you sit there right and it's all about strategies yes like it's strategy like especially if you're in the national league yes because you got that you you, you got eight hitters instead of nine um so it's it's like dude how how awesome would it be just to sit in a dugout and listen let be a fly on the wall in a dugout, while the two man, the pitching coach, the hitting coach, the manager, they're talking, right? They're they're talking strategy. They're, yeah, you know, dude, I think that would be the absolute best thing just to hear that, right? Because as a manager or a base or, or any type of baseball coach in the dugout, you have to have excuse me, like you, have, it, it sounds it sounds weird, but you have to be smart. Yeah, you have to know the game. You, you have to, have to yeah. understand situations, situational baseball, dude. Like and now, that's that's the baseball we're watching. The right? bench coach for the
1: Dodgers. Uh, it's rumored, and I'm uh, I don't see why it wouldn't be, but he knows every single rule about baseball. Mm. Bob Guerin knows everything about baseball. Bob Guerin
0: was the old uh, ace coach.
1: He's a manager, yeah. He knows everything about baseball. Um, and you see – when you see something on the field happen, you, they'll pan to the dugout, and you'll see the wheels turning. Yeah. Like he's already talking yeah. uh, to Dave Roberts to tell him something. And I think those two together make amazing coaches. They really, really do. Yeah, play. they do.
0: The, the crazy thing about that, though, and, and sometimes – like you see it, like last year with Craig Council – in the in the, yeah. the, bre- the brewers. brewers, he overthought a lot, and it some you know sometimes it can bite you in the ass, and sometimes it can get you in situations where you're like shit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I shouldn't have done that. Back to with the Dodgers, I I think, yeah, maybe a little bit of the blame could go to Dave Roberts, but I think, dude, wouldn't you want your number two or three starter? To come off the uh, you know out of the bullpen,
1: like I said, uh, he's, he's, when we first started talking about this, I saw nothing wrong with nothing. the Kershaw move. Nothing, nothing. It was bad luck, and you're right. Rendon hit that pitch off the top of his feet, yeah, for a home run. Um, but in the tenth inning, I think you take you pull Joe Kelly, knowing that the top of our lineup is coming up. You pull Joe Kelly, um, you put in Jansen, you mm-hmm. let him. There's no, there's not going to be a save situation. Right. Right. If we score a run, the game is over. So there's a one chance to use him. And listen, you and I have probably watched 10,000 baseball games. Right. And in that situation, every time the manager puts in the closer in the top of the 10th to keep the score where, where it's it at. is. Yeah. And then they try to score in the mm-hmm. bottom. With, uh, I, I'm just going to say this 36 home runs, 34 home runs, 28 home runs, and 46 home runs. Those are the top four batters that are coming up in the next inning. Yeah. No, I get it. I I, I completely get it. But that's the spot I think that he could made have it, m- made a mistake as a manager. Yeah. Well, I don't think he should be fired. Oh, yeah. It's game five. Yeah, we lost. Big deal. Yeah. Now we got. So I, re- I saw a post today about Clayton Kershaw and them throwing his jersey in the stands and throwing it out on the field. You see that video on it Facebook? Over. It's ridiculous. One of the fans, I yeah. was like Dude. And then I saw another video of them running over his Yeah. Ridiculous. his jersey. Um and I saw a letter from a fan to Clayton Kershaw just talking about, you know, you've Actually been there. Made that, yeah. You know, you've been there for, you know, through these time, the hard times and the good times and you know, I saw you sitting in the dugout with your head down. Look, he understood he made a mistake. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And I really, and you and I have already talked about it, the only mistake he made was that shitty 89 mile an hour pitch that he threw to Soto.
0: Inside, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. That
1: was right right, right down. It was center cut. It was center center. Yep. It was middle middle. And that ball was gone as soon as it touched the bat. That's 442 feet or something. I don't know. Like that? But the, the,
0: every time yeah. I see a home run like that, I Jeez. look directly at the pitcher's reaction because I just want to see it, right? And yeah. when he hit that ball, it, you see Kershaw just like go straight down to oh like, you, you know what I mean? He's, yeah. He buckled and he's like, I can't, believe, you you know, he's like, are you fucking kidding me? Right. It, you know, it's, it's crazy, bro.
1: And it's as a Dodger fan, it sucks. No,
0: absolutely. I'm an ace fan, bro. I like,
1: I can't get out of the wild card. And when I yeah. do, I lose in the first round. Like it's, this, this it's, is something that we talk about. Can't, I, I, this is something we talk about all the time, right? Mm-hmm. The, the giant, Getting beat by David, right? Right. This was a David and Goliath story. Yeah. The Nationals didn't win their their division. They right. had to go to the wild card game. They won the wild card game, and then the Dodgers, hands down, were the best team in the National League. Right. Um. They had they hit a National League record home runs. They had the best ERA for their starters. Um, they had the best bullpen ERA since, since, uh, the all-star break. There's so many positives that the Dodgers had that they had, um, the, the perennial MVP on the team, right. uh, and, and Bellinger. I mean, there were so many positives there. Um, but I mean, it was the David and Goliath story and this time David whipped Goliath's ass yeah. and they did it, um, playing good, solid baseball. Yeah. yeah. Let's, Just like the Cardinals. Let's talk about. let's talk about, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Cardinals are. Oh, my God. They're always.
1: Uh. I got to say this, though. Howie Kendrick, big ups to you, dude. That was a big swing. Absolutely. That was an amazing swing. You earned every bit of that swing. So if anybody watched the series, they saw this poor guy who is sure-handed as they come at second base. Mm -hmm. Make two errors at second base. One cost him a run. He made two errors at first base. He was the only reason the Nationals had four errors in the season. Yeah. I mean, in the series, and they were all on On him. him. Um, He wasn't hitting very well until then, but that dude.
0: So, the one that Bellinger caught off the wall, right? So, it was like. He was there, like he was, you know. And then you see that grand slam. dude was like, oh, he was, yeah. he was dude, like he yeah, was 100%, dude, bro. 100%. You know, that's the term that's we use. Why used. he was
1: a Dodger a few years ago? Yeah, we you know? knew that. he I had hated,
0: that in him. I hated playing against them, not playing against them, but I hated when the A's played against them. The Angels, when he was with the Angels, dude, it was like, yeah. dude, he was always he would he was maybe what a two forty two fifty hitter all you know throughout the year, sure headed as his, hell at yeah, second sure, base though, always dude getting everything. I'm just like, dude, I. This guy is like Cole Calhoun. I hate that guy for the Angels, but he against the A's, dude. He always seems to hit like a three-run, two-run home run to put him ahead, or he makes a diving catch. Dude, oh, it's, dude.
1: Gosh, I'm glad dude. you say that because there are there those players for me. Yeah, it was Chase Utley, and yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, his teammate uh, flying Hawaiian. What was his name? Uh, the right fielder uh, for the Phillies. Yeah. Oh shoot, uh, Victorino. Oh, Shane Victorino. Shane Victorino. And then he ended up being, both of them ended up being Dodgers. Dodgers, yeah. But I hated both of them because they were so good against the Dodgers. Yeah, dude, it's, uh, I mean, all time. I even have a Silver Fox jersey, number 26, because all time, really. And I'm admitting this now on the podcast because he's retired and he was a Dodger for the last Mm -hmm. few years of his his, uh, career. Chase Utley, was hands down one of my favorite players yeah. of all time. Yeah. I loved that guy. I loved everything about him. He always gave 150%. Fuck you anybody that thought the well, slide into that second year base Well, in year 08,
0: was it 08 when they won the the uh the World, World Series? Series? Yeah. How clutch that dude was, bro.
1: <sighs> did you know that him and Jimmy Rollins uh have the most double plays turned ever in baseball history as did a duo? I didn't know that. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. Sad. That's nuts. That, how many sure-handed ground balls I know. that both of them have to make in order how to many, do that?
0: How many awesome middle infillers, uh, <sighs> duos like that, have been around? That's awesome, bro. That's
1: a great, crazy fucking stat. That's um, insane. It blew me away when I heard that.
0: Yeah, dude. But yeah, so quick, you know, with, with what's going on in baseball now, uh, you got the Nationals and the Cardinals going to the NLCS. Yeah. Well-earned by the Cardinals. Right? Two, right.
1: Was it two comeback games?
0: uh yeah yeah so well they won game one lost game two won game three lost game four and i think game three was the one that they came back and won okay. and then game five they just
1: blew can, the doors down
0: bro can we it, talk
1: about uh one of my favorite players on the cardinals he's he's one of my favorite players Matt again. carpenter um i love matt carpenter because he didn't use any really? gloves Never batting gloves. Never. And he's a hard out. Fucking love it. I think this year was the first year he's ever struggled to play it. I think it was the first year he's uh, last hit under year, like 290 think... or something. Yeah, he's
0: always been above 300. Uh, last year, I don't think he was either, though. I can't anyway, remember. still, fuck. Not one, dude, of one, one of my best. favorite
1: players, because I was a catcher, Yadier Molina. I love I know, that guy. He's
0: so like the best Molina brother. He takes everything personal, though. Yeah, and he's kind of a he's kind of a hypocrite, dude. Because somebody hits a home run off of their pitcher and fucking bat flips and walks off and stuff, then he tells just you know he's telling him just to run and shit. And then he hits that walk
1: off, throws throws his, his helmet bat. or no bat, he was bat, he's yeah, running but, down first baseline and threw it into the outfield. Yeah, he's with like, dude with the other team walking in, walking in. That's, I didn't like that. Yeah, I, whatever. You know, I mean, yeah, I he probably
0: game. I don't I, w- I would say one of the best catchers. Since Pudge,
1: yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, dude yeah. can
0: hit, dude can throw, dude was clutch every which I mean, way. He's
1: getting older now, and his arm isn't what it used to be. But man, in his heyday, quick, amazing, quick,
0: one of the quickest releases I ever seen in my life. Yeah, I, I'm a catcher. You know that. Yep. I I loved catching, dude. I loved. So did I. Just trying to like, you know, my my favorite part of catching was like outfield assists, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. John Merlo, uh, owner of Making Waves Music, the guy that to get trucked a lot. Me too. There's a couple times where I went black, like just blacked out, got knocked out, you know. Um, but so John and I, we both went to chapter high. And we played same year. We graduated same year. And it seemed like every game we had a play at the plate and he would be throwing the assist and I would be the one getting trucked. <laughs> and, dude, I mean, obviously there was a few times that I, I missed some, but I just I, – got my clock cleaned and, and
1: at least you started bro
0: <laughs> but yeah dude it was I that was my nice. my absolute favorite part of catching was just getting dirty dude like they yeah. called me they would call me the human wall of china because i would block quote unquote everything right yeah yeah. and i couldn't hit where shit about mendoza line <laughs> like my senior <laughs> year was mendoza line dude above barely and below most of the time
1: I but sh- i hit 205 yeah yeah dude i i couldn't hit dude i was i wasn't wanting to be two hundred if anybody wonders <laughs> yeah mendoza line was two hundred
0: well actually it was it was like two oh five or two o two ten is what they can what they, what it was, but it became standard for the ooh standard for two hundred um but yeah dude it you know that was one of my old like all time favorites was just getting dirty and 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 being that scrappy.
1: Catching, I you know loved me. catching growing up all the, you know, from the time I was, I don't know, six all the way until I was 13, 14 years old, I was a catcher. And then I got moved to second base because my arm just wasn't good enough to throw, mm. to make that throw. So, um, I mean, I, dude, I love catching. I was the same way. I can't stand the catchers now that put their knee on the ground. I don't know how you feel. I don't either. I hate the catchers that sit with one knee on the ground. That's not how you catch. Yeah. If that pitcher throws a ball on the other side of the plate because they yanked it, you're screwed. There's yeah. no way you're going to get your knees over to block it. There's no way you're going to be able to put, you know, put your body in front of it. Yeah. That shit irritates me. Yeah, that's was crazy, dude. So who do you have? Who do you have? Winning, okay. Yeah. Winning uh, the LCSs and winning the World Series? Yeah. Or... Uh, yeah, let's so, do that. Fuck it. Right. So I want to el- hear what you got. So the LCS is, um, man. So both teams really battled, battled, battled. But uh, Washington, my fear with Washington is the bullpen mm-hmm. and how much they had to use their starting pitchers to get past the Dodgers. Um, and they only get a couple of days off. Right. Because they went to a game five. So um, I think the Cardinals take the NLCS um just because the lack of the pitching in in the in the uh nationals bullpen right um and i think their pitchers their starting pitchers are gonna be Bryce harper must feel like
0: a piece of s right now bro he is bro
1: he always has been i've never really liked it i listen that's another subject for another day
0: (laughs) you think (laughs) he's overrated or what or you just think he's Um, just a diva
1: I think he's a diva, and I'm okay. so glad the Dodgers didn't sign him. When there was rumors, I was all about, no, 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 please, God, no. Right. We don't need that. Um, and then, uh, and the, uh, God, the this, the World Series this year is the Astros and the Yankees. That's, yeah. That's the World Series. Can you
0: imagine if Tampa would have beat the <sighs> Yankees? Like, oh, gosh. That would have oh, been fucking man.
1: ridiculous. Or beat the Astros, sorry. I know what you meant. Uh, uh I I would have been crazy. I mean, listen, big ups to Blake Snell. That guy is an amazing pitcher. Yeah. Uh threw some amazing games. Even Johnny Morton did well. Yeah. He was good good even I mean him. he's been there. He he won it with the Royals. Um But I mean you, you got two heavyweights. I mean I so I believe uh I see the the Yankees as the uh and this is gonna be Sounds kind of weird, but I, I see the Yankees as <clears throat> like this this uh, overzealous uh, big kid in high school that mm. thinks nobody can beat them. Mm. Um, and then I see, you know, I see the Astros as that scrappy kid that doesn't give a shit about any right. bullies. Right? Um, they both have, but that's where
0: they were last year.
1: I get it. I get, I get it.
0: And I actually think last year's
1: bullpen and pitching staff for the Yankees was better. <clears throat> So the Astros did something huge, and they added Zach Greinke
0: And Gerrit Cole. Yeah.
1: Dude, there. Yeah.
0: I mean, let's be
1: real. That's...
0: That's two wins. I'm not saying guaranteed, but that's two wins at least, right?
1: Out of the three pitchers. Out of the three pitchers. Yeah, right? I agree.
0: So, so that'll... Not to take anything away from no, the because Yankees the Yankees lineup. can fucking oh hit, God. bro. That's a monster lineup.
1: Aaron Judge, but, Giancarlo Stanton, yes, um, Glaber Torres. Uh,
0: Who has home oh field advantage God. in that? Yankees. Houston? Oh, Yankees do. Yankees, oh, okay.
1: Yeah, yeah Yankees. see that's. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I was I gonna, gonna say Houston. Houston came Houston in has, second uh, or yeah, first, Houston I mean. has the best record out yeah. of all teams. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, dude. That I just, I just don't see Garrett Cole losing. Uh if anything, it would be a no
1: decision. But I just don't I don't see him losing in the playoffs. So you got two of the biggest sluggers in baseball um on the Yankees mm-hmm. and you got a short porch in left field in Houston. Right with home field advantages. Do you take that into consideration?
0: I have because they played last year. And without Garrett Cole. Yeah. You know? And that short porch it doesn't only benefit the Yankees because of right. their power hitters, it, dude. Look what Altuve did against the Dodgers in the World Series in that fucking field. Fuck that, guy. right? Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, it's an advantage for the Yankees, yes, but it's an absolute advantage for that the home for, crowd for, in Houston is insane. But you also got you also got uh, Yankee Stadium with short porches, yeah, and the left, wind blows right like field. crazy in the right field. You know, and and I I, I just think it's gonna be a really good matchup. It's gonna come down to obviously starting pitching. I feel it's gonna go. come come
1: down to starting pitching. Does it go
0: seven games? I think it goes six. Houston six. Houston six. Yeah.
1: So Houston and uh Cardinals is your World Series. I think the Cardinals.
0: Yeah, I just think they're just too much. I think they're um, too much
1: too. There's they they have too much uh too much depth. Um, Again, I think the only thing that the Nationals struggle on is the fact that they don't have the bullpen to get them through the NLCS. Right,
0: right. Yeah, so for me, it'd be Houston and St. Louis. um, And then in the World Series, I think St. Louis. I I just feel it's St. Louis. You know that one team that it's always like, they always come back after a few years, and it's their time. You know, take a few years off, and come back.
1: When's are 2011 2012 last time they something were. like
0: that yeah and, you know they they get a new manager you know and then they start winning again then they win the world series
1: yeah you know, it's just it's that
0: it's that organization they're well managed
1: i got uh, i just, got Houston and uh, St. Louis as well but i'm taking Houston i i just like um i like the starting pitching
0: put some money on it
1: oh god here we go <laughs> uh, i like the starting pitching as we just <laughs> spoke about yeah um i like the Astros bullpen Um, as we all know, and, uh, and I hate to admit this, but the AL is a harder division to play in. You're right. You're right. Um, and, uh, and the Astros won more games than any other team. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, the Cardinals didn't scratch by, but I mean, they had a decent season, a pretty good season. Um, they were obviously number one in their division, but I think at the end of the day, I think the, the, uh, because of the starting pitching of the Astros, I think they end up taking it. Yeah, uh, in the World Series. So,
0: all right, well, those are our picks. There you go. So, yes. I, what do you want to do? Twenty bucks. I'm in. I'm all in. Right. I lost 20. fifty
1: dollars in Game Five. Did you? Yeah. Fuck it. Fucking. So,
0: Jimmy, did you see that, dude? I wanted to get into this because, and we went heavy on sports right there, and we went heavy on music, and just personal. You know feelings towards music and stuff, but I I wanted to talk about this because it's like, it's obviously recent. It's what what's happened within the last few days. Yep. Um, it's in our state, and it's a fucking issue. So many of you have have I you know many of you have been affected by it, but PG and E choosing to cut power to I believe it was like.
1: Yeah, 800,000 people throughout the state. 790,000. So yeah. Yeah. So about
0: about 800,000 people, mostly the majority of it was in North, Northern California, Um, you know, the Bay area and Sacramento and all that stuff. Um, They shut, they they shut down power and it it had like a trickle down effect. Right. So a lot of central California and then some of Southern California has been affected outlining areas. I wasn't affected by it personally. Um, I know I I do have some friends that on Facebook that said that they were affected by it. And one of the, one of my friends on Facebook, um, I'll say his name, Jamin McKnight, uh, shout out to you, Jamin. Um, but one of the things he said, and it really like, it was like, damn, like he's, he's right. You know, he said, so all of a sudden we live in a third world country. (laughs) Right. So it made me think though, like it it made me think. You mean to tell me in the hundred years that California has been
1: first world problems,
0: right? So in, in, in the years that California has been a state or going, having high winds, uh, having, you know, extreme, uh, weather, you mean to tell me that PG and E has not prepared for uh, this has not like... Updated their towers. Yeah, you mean to tell me their infrastructure has not been worked on to where their their poles and their lines are okay? And so they make billions of dollars. Yeah. They make tons of money. And th- you, you have to cut power to fucking people in the state because you're worried about power lines falling and starting fires? You mean to tell me... Like, in the Southern States, Florida, you know, all those people in the go, all those Gulf States, you never see those cities, towns, those electrical companies turning off power because there's a or hurricane we, coming
1: or that we hear about it
0: or that we hear, about no, but they don't, they, they just don't like it costs the state more money to turn that off than it would in repairs to certain things.
1: So my sister, uh, my sister-in-law used to live by, uh, uh, you know, the hurricane alley. Uh-huh. Um, and they did, we talked about it the other day. They did shut their power off. Oh, did they? When the hurricane was coming, they did shut their power mm-hmm. off because of, you know, just what you just said about the fires. Mm-hmm. So um, they can cause a lot more havoc and cause a lot more harm if the power is still on. So <clears throat> Florida, I couldn't tell you, I, I didn't do enough research uh before the podcast to, to talk about, um you know to talk about that intelligently about you know if they shutting off power or not but i'll I'm eat really... crow i'll eat crow for not knowing that but it's to me it's like really how dude? we go to the fucking
0: go down south they have the santa yeah. ana winds i know you That's... never hear southern cal uh, southern edison or whatever it is southern cal edison shut off power because of high winds no i've you never, never heard of that you rarely even see airports shut down planes because of high winds
1: Uh, if if Paul was here, he'd probably talk about something about aliens or yeah, right. (laughs) uh...
0: (laughs) (laughs) But it's like, dude, come on, state, like, get your shit together. There's a lot of things that are fucked up in
1: California right now.
0: Yeah, dude, it's it's becoming it's it's getting crazy, bro. (laughs) And I and I understand, you know, trying trying to be proactive and trying to like, but dude, wins like shit's gonna happen. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's just gonna happen. There's gonna be. You know, power lines going down all the time. There's going to be fires started and stuff like that. Yeah, you, maybe you do sometimes want to be proactive. And, and
1: Did you hear about helping. it? It's going
0: to be four days. Yeah, four fucking days. What the fuck?
1: Like, you would think that if, okay, let's, let's, let's get a little bit more realistic. We know this is going to happen. They know this is going to happen. They know they're going to make the transition. and They're going to go from, you know, one tower to the other. Why not build the fucking tower, whatever they're going to do, right in front of the other one? Or right behind the other one, right? And then just well, I'm sure there's a science to why you can't do that. Sure, sure uh, you it. know, architecture and engineering,
0: you can't have a, uh, one pole right next to the other because it integrity, like it'll affect it. You know, that's why they're spacing. Just I get that, but, build but a like ship before, you have to go install right. it, right? <laughs> like get, you know, you see people like being proactive when when with. Um, you know, updating their buildings, you know, to, to, for earthquake earthquakes. Well, they've been
1: doing that for years though. Yeah. So
0: instead of, of, instead of costing your fucking state, your citizens so much fucking money (laughs) for shutting down power Uh, and mind you, when they restart that fucking thing, it's got to go in cycles. They can't just restart it,
1: you know, and they'll have issues and shit like that. 79% got power back by the way. 79? 79. 79? 79% Good, up good.
0: Afternoon. It should never go out.
1: No, it shouldn't. It shouldn't. Fuck, dude. These, Remember when they did rolling blackouts? What was that, like five yeah, years ago or some dude, shit? Ugh. Such that's the thing, nice. dude.
0: Spend the fucking money to upgrade it, to fix it, right? So you don't have to do shit like this when it gets 120 degrees outside. You want to fucking shut people's power off to, <sighs> to help save your grid. And man... At least they
1: did it at night. I, this, I give them that when they did the rolling blackouts. At least it was at night.
0: Right. I feel like I feel like that meme right now. Like, just because I'm (laughs) mad at you doesn't mean I I don't love you. California, I love California. Like, California is my state. I'll never move out. I don't think anything will ever make me move out. And I always tell the people who are so angry at California, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Go somewhere. Oh, it's not that easy. Well.
1: Make I'm make it sure it's not
0: right that man. easy for fucking politicians to do whatever, you know. Kevin well, Newsom's fucked he up. He is my head, a though. fuck off. Oh, I get God. it. Dude, dude, I'm, I do not argue do. <laughs> with that guy, with people <laughs> who hate not, him. I don't understand I, his
1: decisions.
0: Dude is a fucking oh, loony bin. Excuse man. my language. I've been drinking. But this guy <laughs> has lost his effing mind, dude. And. A lot of the stuff...
1: Let's implement a gas tax so we can fix roads. Oh, hey, by the way, we're about, not going to use it for roads. Yeah, Wait, right. what?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of knee-jerk reactions, this guy is all about knee-jerk shit, right? It's like, dude, how about actually listening to people, uh, you know, listening to your contemporaries, listening to the people that actually voted for you or are against you, and see if you can come to a bipartisan solution to certain Something. things. Right? Don't just don't just implement it because you're a fucking you, all, everybody and all of your constituents are Democrats. Like, go talk to the Republican counties.
1: Can I say one thing? Go ahead. go talk i'm just kidding (laughs) stop bitching about the gas tax the gas literally went from three dollars and thirty cents to three dollars and 43 cents yes like stop being a bitch it's 13 cents thank you and and if you pay that extra 13 cents let's talk about it this way if you have a 20 gallon tank and you pay an extra 10 cents you've paid two dollars (laughs) more than what you did last week (laughs) right so shut up and stop complaining about the fucking bitching oh my god
0: better yet if you're going to continue to bitch, how about you go get a Costco card or a Sam's fucking yes! club card? Yes. Go be a club member to some mm-hmm. place that sells cheaper gas and go fucking wait in those goddamn lines <laughs> and get yourself some fucking cheaper gas. <laughs> yes. Quit bitching about going oh to fucking AMPM and having to pay three seventy nine dollars for premium for your fucking Volvo.
1: Shouldn't have bought a fucking Volvo then, Don't huh? buy a
0: Volvo. Go buy a fucking Fiat. Go buy a fucking Honda. God <laughs> yes. Man. Like, that's the thing. Like, I get it. People voted... Yeah, either for or against and and, and if you voted and if you voted good for you you have that that's what makes your that's what gives you the I want to say permission but that's what makes it okay for you to bitch about things right especially if you voted against certain things but it's like be if you voted against the fucking gas tax which I highly doubt because people got fucking like the wording of it fucked everybody up yeah But if you voted against the gas tax, okay, how about now start thinking about where you're going to fucking drive. Start thinking about what car you're going to use when you're going down to fucking LA instead of taking your V8 or your fucking diesel-powered truck (laughs) just because it's more comfortable. You're going to be bitching about 20 cents a fucking gallon for gas? Drive your Camry,
1: son. (laughs) Like, let's be real. Even, Even if it was 50 cents more it would cost you ten dollars ten dollars more to fill your stop car
0: buying your fucking juicy couture pants <laughs> go to walmart and buy some
1: rustler jeans or buy a car that gets some decent gas mileage <laughs> right. Stop. Like, that's my stop. point
0: is like i can uh, bitch i can bitch about every little thing that's that i don't agree with sure right? so for instance uh paul and i were talking about the fair
1: I love the fair. I think right? I heard
0: that. It was tw- 20. So I don't like that it's dusty, right? Yeah. Fuck, it's dusty. Paul it, says, well, it's fucking dusty. It's the fair, right? Yeah. Quit your bitching. No, I'm a, I I pay to go to that motherfucker, right? I'm going to bitch about it. Does that mean that I fucking don't like the fair? Does that mean I'm not going to go to the fair? No. What so am I going to do? So I'm going to stay go. away from the dusty areas.
1: Yeah. If all else fails,
0: it gets fucking
1: worse. I'll wear a mask. You know, I actually like, think this year they did a, a good job of keeping the dust down. So I good. don't know if you noticed. I uh, so I went. My son's at the age now where he can ride all the rides on the ki- in the kids section, mm-hmm. He's tall enough. Um, so and uh, big shout out to uh, to Budweiser. I got a buddy of mine that's the GM out there. Um, uh, Kenny. So he hooked us up with 12 free tickets to the fair and some free nice. parking passes. So we didn't have to pay to get in the fair. So we went more than what we normally right. would have gone. Um, so we went three times and, <clears throat> excuse me, and, and all three times we went. The one thing that I don't like, but I don't really bitch that much. And, and if you look at my Facebook, there's not many bitches or rants or raves or anything on my Facebook. It just- Not very it, many it, bitches and hoes? No, there's not. <laughs> Boats and hoes. <laughs> but oh. I, I don't really say too much. So- Okay, excuse me, kind of keep it to myself about, you know, about that kind of stuff. But I went expecting it to be dusty and it wasn't. And But what I did notice is that there was mud everywhere. Oh, uh, so they did some some uh, dust yeah. control. so instead of dust, there was mud. mud. Yeah. So my fucking shoes that I love <laughs> are now at home <laughs> still in my garage full of mud. But, I mean, it is what it right, is. Right, right. So it's either one evil or the other. Right. And I, no, I kinda... so I.
0: That, that's my point is I get, like, I, people are going to bitch. I get yeah,
1: it. Yeah, But. yeah.
0: Instead of just constantly bitching about fucking everything. everything, how about you change what you're, you know, like I said, if if you need to drive down to L.A. for the day, don't take your fucking
1: gas guzzler. I have three Take your Camry. I'm not saying this to sound like an asshole, but I have three vehicles, right? I have my truck. I have a brand new 2019 Silverado. And then I got a Honda. And my wife's got a QX60. When we go to Disneyland, we take the Honda. Yeah. It just makes the most yeah. sense. It's not only like that; it's yeah. not the most room. Yeah, you
0: know. Not it's, only it's that. Just not only that, but it you save a little bit of money, so you can spend a little more Disneyland. Man, we all know
1: Disneyland. Fucking, fucking crazy, dude. Jesus Christ. Yeah, we have dude, season passes too, and bro, we have to make monthly payments. We couldn't afford to just buy them. Right. I, I don't know anybody. Well, I'm sure I probably know a couple people, but I'm not gonna spend up fourteen hundred dollars right up front. It would have been twenty. You got $2, blackout $2. dates, like. Bro, the entire summer was blacked out for us. It's fucking stupid. The entire. So you mean to tell me summer. I gotta
0: fucking spend two grand for these passes, and then you're gonna black out a certain date because you spent twenty eight hundred. Yeah, fuck that. That's yeah. that's crazy. Talk about bitching about things. <sighs> dude. That's, that's yeah. one thing. It's like, but I mean, if you want to go, you're gonna pay the money. Right, right, right? and we so did. That's the thing. We did. That's the thing. For the gas prices, you're gonna pay it anyway. Back to the PG and E shit. California, get your shit together. Mm. Gavin Newsom. If I I doubt you'll ever hear this fucking episode, but you know what? Get your shit together, bro. Yeah, that's yeah, all at least I, I
1: sign that shit to get you out of office because you're an idiot.
0: Yeah. Anyways,
1: yeah. moving on. The
0: one thing I did see actually, Tyler Henderson. You know, uh, yeah, yeah, You know, T-Y. he did post on um, Facebook about uh, the federal government allowing drilling on certain BLM land, Bureau of Land Management yes. lands. Which is huge for this oh region, dude. Oh my god! Uh, There's so much. Brand. You know me. I work. I work in the oil industry. You work in a in a your job te- helps the oil helps industry. oil industry, yep. ag industry, which all ties in together for yeah. us here in this county and the city. It's huge for us, right? And the fact that the federal government actually allowed drilling on BLM land is huge, dude. Because obviously, California right now is not allowing uh fracking not allowing uh or not giving permits for fracking and stuff right. like that so it's delaying a lot i i think i heard one time to get a drilling permit or a fracking permit it's like four to six months Jeez. just for one well so it's like <laughs> you mean to tell Jeez, me i'm a, we just drilled this hole already yeah now it's gonna be on idle because the fucking state has to look into the water table and that's that's the thing, dude. It's like people don't understand what fracking actually does. Just shoot some steam down there. Get the oil out. Yeah. And they want, well, I mean, a lot of the areas here is steam driven. You go yeah. to the west side, it's all stream driven um, for the most part. Uh, you go to San Ardo, that's definitely a steam field. You need steam because it's a heavier crude. Before I worked for air gas, I worked for Kimray.
1: So yeah. I worked on yeah. all those valves. And that's what I did out in oil fields yeah. was work on those valves. And that shit. Did you I. go to the
0: river, everything's steam. Yep. Like you need it, right? You need, and that's the thing. That's the other thing people don't understand about the energy sector in our state. We need that energy, whether it's clean or dirty. Like we need oil. We need gas. Like that drives our economy, not to mention agriculture, which you need gas and and oil to run your agricultural equipment. So it's like, I don't get the, I get wanting clean energy and wanting to sure. sustain a, a better quality of environment. Like yeah. I get all that. But you can't just get rid of this entity. Like it's a necessary there's, evil.
1: There's yeah, there's no way that we're going to Like these, these mics no that
0: we're using were were made from oil. Every These shoes that we're wearing is made from oil and gas. It's like it, the fucking yeah. MAC makeup that bitches wear and I mean bitches in a nice way because I love bitches. I love, you know, I mean it in a nice way. He doesn't mean it like that, Amy. <laughs> yeah, I, lo- I don't call her that. I call her my wife, my lovely <laughs> wife. Um, all the makeup is made from oil and gas, Every, you well, know.
1: And if it wasn't made from oil and gas. I wouldn't say
0: all because you get those green people. that go, Oh, look at I made fucking lipstick out of this <laughs> fucking leaf that grew out of this, you know. Anyway, teach their own.
1: I get it. If it wasn't made, it was shipped by oil and gas. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. So yeah.
0: Uh we haven't even gotten into our plant our seed and we are over an hour, but uh Let's luckily there's nobody behind us. So Nice. We are gonna we are gonna go with it. We're gonna get into our plant my seed, and oh. this week's topic is fucking wonderful. We've gone sports heavy guys. Yeah. Um, for we're this st- one, but um
1: And we're staying there. Yeah,
0: yeah. So this week's plant my seed topic is Top sports plays of all time. Now, when we say sports plays, uh, it's pretty general. So it could be a game winning field goal. It could be a walk off home run. It could be just a buzzer beater in a freaking normal game, right? Doesn't have to be a championship game. Doesn't have to be uh, anything like that. So uh, without further ado, Jimmy. Sanchez, yes. go ahead and start it off with your number four.
1: Man, so listen, guys. I am uh, what you would say a huge sports fan, and uh, I like everything sports. There are a few sports that I don't watch that um, will be filled in this evening by Tony because he does watch uh, – I don't watch um, hockey. I don't really like uh, – I'm not into um, –
0: Women, a uh, minute. Soccer. <laughs> I'm not,
1: fucker. I'm not into soccer, uh, but I am a huge baseball, football, and uh, basketball fan. So my number four, and I'm going to say one name and one name only, Buckner. <laughs> the Damn. slowest ground ball ever hit. Okay.
0: <laughs> that is the saddest. Oh, okay. you you talked about how bad Kershaw felt. Can oh. you, can you imagine this? Cause like you said, it was the slowest ground ball. Yeah. And he, he had his glove in the right position. It was bouncing. It wasn't a normal, you know, uh, a ground ball. It was bouncing and he had his glove in the right position. And that last bounce, the ball didn't even come off the ground. It just like skimmed right under it.
1: It went to the right a little of bit. his glove, just a little bit, but like, I mean oh anybody that's uh, anybody that plays sports or anybody that watches baseball knows that you gotta get around to the ball, which means you gotta put your feet um, on either side of the ball that's coming to you. He got to the ball, he squared up to the ball, he got his ass down, he got his glove down, and just by a inch. Hunter, Oh, God, I hate that word. Do you? Oh,
0: so bad. I've never used it. Like, I hate that word. To a woman or at a woman, but
1: yeah. yeah, I think it's a funny word, dude. No I ever. I don't want to either. But yeah, Bill Bill Buckner. uh, So the Mets ended up beating uh, in game six, beat the uh, Boston Red Sox. Yeah. That Uh, was in the World Series, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, by that walk-off hit. They gave him a hit, guys. Just so you know, they gave him a hit, but. That was shitty. All right, that
0: was a, that was a good one. Yeah, I'm surprised you started off with such a negative one,
1: but <laughs> aren't they? Somebody has to lose, buddy. Somebody, true, somebody true. There's always lose. a loser in, in sports. Um,
0: all right, so my number four, I. Okay, well, I'll just go with it. Fuck it. My number four, Alec Martinez. Right. Okay. So, like you said, you don't follow hockey. But this was in 2014, uh, game. I believe it was game five or six. Anyway, so they go in overtime. Kings are up in the series already at this point, three to one or three to two. Um, so it's a long ass game. We're at goose loonies at this point We're, We're my wife, uh, some friends and myself, we're watching the game and it was second overtime, I think. I believe it was second overtime. Anyway, they get the puck. It gets shot up to, I think it was about the blue line on, on their, in their zone. And then Tyler Toffoli had it on the right wing. And Alec Martinez is on the left wing, far left wing, uh, with, I think it was Pearson in the middle. Anyway, they're skating. Toffoli shoots the puck and... It literally, uh, Hendrik Lundqvist hits the uh, his saves the puck and it goes right to Alec Martinez and dude just a gimme goal bro, hits it in and like knew it was going in and just yeah. th- dude threw his stick threw his gloves dude and then let the celebration begin bro it was it was awesome bro like I seen I watched the play develop and out of all the friends none of them really really watched hockey. You know, I felt like I watched more Hawking than they did. Yeah. So I was following it and stuff like that. And then once they scored that goal, like <laughs> everybody went crazy, dude. I'm jumping around, dude. I threw chairs out of the way. I start hugging everybody. Like for me, it was well, 2012 when they won their first Stanley Cup, it was freaking awesome against the Devils. Yeah. But in 14 to win two in three years, like it was it was amazing, bro. And like that situation, that the way it ended like so fucking awesome bro like that's that's one of the if I could have one like ending to a game that I can be a part of like actually like by actually playing it would be a game winning goal in overtime
1: really yeah like over every in,
0: in 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 the Stanley Cup like to win the cup like that would be one of the I don't know, dude. I just love hockey. I played like street hockey with friends when I was younger. Like it was, even though I played baseball, but like hockey's just, I don't know. It's like, I love it. I love it, dude. And that would be one of my, one of my best or one of the,
1: you know, game enders that I would ever want. Dude, that's. Alright, so I learned something new about Tony Every time we do this podcast <laughs> I would not, I would think it'd be like a walk-off home run I mean, that's
0: nice, but Dude, just hockey, bro, it's so hard to go It's whole so hard to score Which is why I don't watch it's, it Oh, dude, it's fun though, bro just You know watching. what I say
1: that, but if I go to a, a local hockey game yeah, I get into it, 100% Yeah, Connors like and shit, bro, whew. I like it. I like watching it Alright Number three My number three, I'm going to take you guys all the way back to 1987. And this play, uh, I grew up loving baseball, but I also love basketball. And... uh, so in Game Five of the Eastern Conference Championships, it was the Celtics versus the hated Pistons uh, in Detroit. It's just the uh, oh, go ahead, yeah, I <laughs> and uh, um, so Larry Bird drives, he gets a shot blocked. Um, I can't remember who grabs the ball, but someone grabs the ball and falls out of bounds. So it's yeah. it's Detroit's ball uh, with just I think two or three seconds left, um, and they were the Detroit was up. By a two point or by a point at this at this point, um, the uh, inbounder throws the ball, the ball in. Larry Bird steals oh, the ball. there's a steal by Bird. If you don't know this,
0: there's <laughs> a steal by Bird. Yeah. He passes to
1: DJ. DJ lays it in. Yeah, that's yeah. such
0: an iconic call right there. Yeah, you,
1: dude. yeah, yeah. So yeah, Larry Bird uh, steals the ball, passes it to uh, to DJ. He lays it in. They get a they get a one point lead. They hold on to that lead. Um that gives them a three to two lead in the series. They end up beating the the Pistons uh four games to three. So it did go seven. Hell yeah. Um but then uh they had to play the Lakers and uh Lakers. Lakers whooped that ass. The Lakers. <laughs> I don't I don't mind the Lakers. That's a good
0: one, bro. I, I that's that call, dude, is is the call, bro. Is yeah. just man. That's a good one. All right, my number three. I think I'm going to go I, I had a different one. I think I'm going to go a different way. Ooh. Um I'm going to give one for the ladies here, bro. Really? Brandy Chastain. <gasps> in the World Cup.
1: Yeah, dude. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I, I I do have to say this. I do watch the World Cup. Yeah. I World do. Cups are fun, dude.
0: W- women or men. Like it's just intense. Dude, it's, it, it's you're playing for your country, you know what I mean? And and it's something that as kids, we grow up and in, in playing sports, we want to do right. Like that's the ultimate prize: is representing your country, hundred in whatever sport that you play, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and people, a minimal amount of people get to actually experience that. And so, uh, I was when this was back in what, what 90 or ninety four. It was ninety four, I believe. Anyway, uh, they were playing Japan and they went to penalty kicks. And so I I don't remember exactly like how it went, you know, if they had, you know, one-upped each other up until the fifth. But uh, Brandy Chastain just came up, man. And, you know, obviously with that pressure, dude, of knowing that if you miss, Japan has got a chance to beat you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you make it, pressure, man. But if you make it, you win the World Cup. Your country gets to celebrate. Like, that's... Imagine lining up and the weight of the world literally. is on your shoulders. Literally. You know? and, and Dude, I, I, I've never been in a pressure situation
1: How like many people that, do you right? think watch the world? I don't know. I, I don't know. So I'm literally asking you. How many people do you think watch the World Cup? Oh, so, fucking millions upon millions. So there like, had to have been 20... At that
0: time, I don't know how big it was. for. I don't remember, like, it's huge the magnitude. Now. But I do... Uh, you know, just seeing. Okay, so just just to finish it off, uh, Sorry. she gets up there, dude, and she rifles a fucking kick into the net, dude, beating Japan, right? And it was instant. She made the goal. She turns around, dude, rips her shirt off, and ju- they Which just is start
1: the most iconic. Yes, yes uh, soccer. Yeah, yeah. So doesn't you she
0: see her? Doesn't she go sliding on her knees too, or something? Uh, like that? No, she actually just like. Jumps, turns around, takes her shirt off, and she she's on her knees and she's like waving it, and she's like yeah, and like everybody's running yeah. towards her, and, and I mean it happened there in um, uh, Pasadena at the the Rose Bowl, and it was just dude like as a kid seeing that dude you, you I don't know what it is like obviously to be a girl looking up to women professional you know sports yeah. players right, um, so I don't I don't I guess I can't relate obviously. But like just seeing your country, uh, you know, defeat Japan or a country in, in that, you know, that particular setting, like, dude, that was so freaking awesome, bro. And and it put them on the map, dude. They put them. It put women's soccer on the map, and and gave them the the popularity, and it started growing the sport. And now you look at it now, dude, and it's like, it's even bigger now than what it was then. Yeah. You know, now USA women's uh, women's soccer is the powerhouse. You know what I mean? Back then you had a lot of countries. You had Colombia. you had Argentina, you had England, England perennial, uh, you know, powerhouse in the World Cup. You know what I mean? And they're now it's United States. They're the villain. They need to get beaten by other countries, (laughs) dude. And it was just, man, that was, that was such a good fucking. By the
1: way, they won it again this year.
0: Yeah. Well, they've won back to back
1: the girls are uh,
0: they're killing it bro yeah all
1: right yeah. number 2 so uh i'm sticking uh my honorable mention i'm going to get into some football but for some reason my top 4 i just couldn't fit a football one in there i mean i could have mm. but this one growing up uh i always loved watching michael jordan oh yeah right so i became a huge Bulls fan from the time I can remember to the time Michael Jordan retired, um, which was, you know, when I was around 18 years old. So I actually got to watch, you know, a lot of basketball. And I watched the Lakers too, because anybody that grew up in Bakersfield knew that the Lakers were going to be on uh, Channel 9, yeah. Cal 9, and they were always on KCAL 9.
0: Lakers live on 45, remember that? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Chick Hearn? Yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah, I watched a ton of Lakers. So when the Lakers – Played the Bulls in the nineteen ninety one. Oh, yeah, NBA finals. So give a little bit of history. So Michael Jordan uh, had to go up against a stacked Lakers team.
0: A lot of people don't give him credit for that because they said Michael jo- Michael uh, Magic Johnson was old and he was getting there. Well, oh it's like, no, come on, man! No, no, no! Anyway, it wasn't
1: just Magic Johnson. Though. It was Magic Johnson, Vlade Divac, uh, uh, Byron Scott. Um, uh oh my God. Uh James James Worthy Anthony um, Campbell. A C Green. Uh You and, look yeah. like AC Green. <laughs> There's so Eldon many. Elden Campbell, sorry. Uh yeah. So so the in game three at uh at the Great Western Forum. Mm-hmm. Uh the Chicago Bulls were down by two points. With just a few seconds left, Jordan took the ball down the length of the f- of the floor, and from the left wing hit a you know twenty foot jumper over Vlade Divac to tie the game. Oh
0: yes, okay, now I know what you're talking about. That, I thought you were. I thought you were. Go ahead,
1: sorry. So that that signif- the reason I think that is so important uh, is because that's the first championship the Chicago won mm-hmm. of the six, and it was against. I mean, they were they were definitely the underdogs, right? Jordan was had only been in the league for five years. Um, nobody really saw him as like I mean, he was an all star, right? He was a badass, right? I mean, he was, but they didn't really see him as a defender. They didn't see him as a. Um, you know, a, a jump shooter back then it was, he's going to go down and dunk on you. Yeah. That's what he's going to do. Right. Yeah. So, um, this really kind of, you know, opened up and Jordan really became the player he, he ended up being, um, and it all really started. Yote. Yeah. It all really started in that ninety ninety one season. So yeah. when he came down and hit that and then the bulls ended up taking the lead, um, In the in the in the fourth quarter, ended up winning that game um, to take a two one lead in the series, and then they ended up being the champions that year. And started their first three piece. Yeah, Yeah. so hell yeah, that's me MJ. I love it, hundred percent, the greatest of all time.
0: I'm the greatest around. Fuck LeBron.
1: (laughs) All right, your turn. All right, my number two.
0: I am gonna go with. Oh, this could easily be my number one, but <laughs> fuck it. Joe Carter walk off Homer oh, against Phillies wild thing. Yep.
1: Yep. Oh man. Yeah, dude. I remember that one. His reaction <laughs> running the bases. Yeah, what, dude going crazy, made, yeah. bro.
0: Like and that's second to a Stanley Cup clinching game seven hockey overtime goal. Yeah. is a walk off to win the World Series. World Series. Dude, like god. And that was so awesome, bro, cuz Mitch Williams was like yeah, the wild thing, but like dude, he could he could overpower you with this fastball
1: and 98 uh, 99. Yeah,
0: right? easily. But Joe Carter, dude, just stepped up there, bro, and just and it was a shot. It bro. drilled that ball. Yeah, it was like it reminded Drill. me of well, uh similar it compares to mcguire's 70th home run when it was a shot just barely over the fence you know yeah. like dude that was yeah man that that easily could have been my number one but oh my gosh dude that was just, just seeing him running the bases jumping up going the, joy, crazy. Dude, the stadium dude there in toronto just going nuts At, bro um, like
1: that was so fucking sick that's though. that's stuff that you dream about in the backyard as a kid yeah you know what i mean you're you're bottom of the ninth you know two men on we're down by one. Two outs. Yep. Full count. Boom. Home run. Yeah, bro. It was, that was, that was the one. All right. So let's talk about my number one. It's going to hurt your feelings. Ah, you dick. 1988. Don't do it. 1988. Uh, (laughs) That is, uh, we're started with the Dodgers. We're going to end with the Dodgers. Uh, 1988. Kirk Gibson sits out game one of the World Series. So uh, Kirk Gibson pulled his hamstring. Um, in the NLCS and was supposed to be out on at least until game three. Um, of course back then, you know, they were men, yeah. so you weren't going to put them on the DL. Yeah. Um, what the fuck was a DL back then? <laughs> yeah. So he was, uh, as Vin Scully put it available, but unavailable. Mm hmm. Um, as a matter of fact, during the uh, pregame, he didn't even come out for the announcements of the teams. Oh shit! So he stayed uh, in the in the well, training gosh. room, getting uh, getting worked on, um, and his knee was swollen from the previous game as well. So his uh, his left knee or his yeah his left knee was swollen, which is his push off leg, um, and his right hamstring was jacked up from the game. So he was sitting out. Yeah. So bottom of the ninth against our best fucking pitcher Dennis Eckersley he
0: was the he was the Mariano Rivera of the
1: 80, 70s and 80s yeah like, so coming into this game and this is the world series so we're mm-hmm. talking uh late october
0: mind you the a's were favored heavily yeah they they were they had just got swept by the reds in 87 right then go to la get to the world series against la and they were supposed to just crush the Dodgers.
1: Yeah, and yeah, the so this fucking history. So Dennis actually had not given up a home run since August twenty fourth, prior to uh, this one pitch. So let me let me walk you through the at bat. Right. So pitch number one is a fastball outside. He swings and fouls it off. Fuck this at bat. Pitch number two is a fastball outside. <laughs> he swings and fouls it off. Oh. Pitch three, uh, I believe, is a ball also outside pitch number four he swings at and hits it and it looks like it's going to be fair dribbling down the first baseline and the first baseman can't get it to it fast enough which is mcguire at the time couldn't get to the ball fast enough so it went foul yeah next pitch outside next pitch foul ball
0: was it a full count
1: it was a full count. Next oh, pitch shit. was a ball outside, and the runner on first, which I can't remember who was, stole second base. Fuck. So now here we are, full count, bottom of the ninth. Next pitch, he fouls off. And then on the very next pitch, with one hand on the fucking bat, hits a home run to win the game. Which It was like a flick, bro. Like, he barely Oh, like... barely. Yeah. But, I mean... Eckersley's throwing 95, yeah. 96 miles an hour. So they always say... The ball is reduced. They say all you got to do is hit the sweet spot on the back. Yeah, no, that's go.
0: absolutely true. Just put bat on ball and...
1: Yeah. And that's what he did. And, uh, and it they is They swept the A's
0: that, that year. I think they swept them in no, the series, did they? No, I think it, it was
1: they? Four, four games to one. Oh, four, yeah. Pretty fucking much. But, oh, wow. yeah, so Dodgers ended up winning. That's the last World Series the Dodgers have won. So uh, we're as cursed as the A's were. The A's lost back to back World Series 87. Well, we won 89. in
0: 89. They beat the Giants. That should
1: That's have the been Earthquake
0: announced. Series. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that was a good one. Fuck ah. you, though. I hate that. <laughs> that was my number one. <laughs> um, Right on. All right. So let me get to my number one. And I, like I said, I could have had the Joe Carter walk off. That's my number one, but
1: the Howie Kendrick walk off is that your number one? Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> I was gonna
0: be a dick and do that one. I, I swear I thought about that, but I was like, nah, I can't. I can't add insult to injury. Um, so okay, my number one, uh, like I said, I could have gone Joe, Joe Carter's with the walk off. Yeah, but this one, this one to me was more, uh, my like it was my um what I was. <clears throat> what i grew up with right what i grew up watch watching in terms of basketball and um who i idolized in basketball every time i'd go out and play ball like I don't think we've ever I talked th- about thought this. i thought i you know i i pretended i was jordan fucking doing a little fadeaway, even though my fat ass couldn't jump you know more than two inches off the ground <laughs> you know that was that was what i grew up watching right and in that era and watching the first three then retiring was like fuck, dude. Like, he's never, you know, he's retiring. He didn't play baseball. Like, come on, dude. So he comes back, you know, and then he goes. They they win. I think they actually it took a year uh when he come when he came back took an, another year uh, before they even went back to the finals. Because remember, he came back and they lost the magic. Yeah. Um. So then, um, comes back. They win one. They win the other one. Then they get to 98, right? They're playing the Jazz. And the Jazz were good, you know? They were they were pesky, dude. They were they had fucking Jeff Hornacek. They had John Stockton, Brian Russell, Moses Malone, Carl Malone. Like, they had those fucking guys. The and, mailman. Yeah, and then they had, I, I believe, Greg Ostertag was there at that time. Um, you know, and he wasn't the best center, but he was a body, right? Yeah. And John Stockton was just the fucking the best distributor obviously with numbers and assists and stuff but the
1: point guard yeah, of the 90s yeah
0: and jeff horneset could fucking drill threes wherever he wanted he was he was this he was the bill lambeer of guards of shooting guards people hated him <laughs> hated that guy. they wanted to punch his fucking face they hated yeah. him um but anyway so the setup to this play right so the bulls were down by 1 right jazz uh have the ball right mm-hmm. John Stockton feeds it to Malone Malone doesn't see his backside Jordan, Jordan comes up strips the ball right gets it everybody just goes forward goes to the other court the other side he's walking it up tick Tock 15 10 or you know it gets down to 10 and it gets down to nine eight Seven. He starts going, dude. And he does that little which people argue is a foul. He pushed him. Yeah, he pushed, he with his pushed hand. He pushed him. Well, if it was a foul, they would have called it. Right. Yeah. So and then, you know, he pushes he does that and then he comes up, drains that fucking jumper, puts him up with like four seconds left, which still the Jazz had a chance to Shoot, win that yeah. game. Yeah. Right. They went down there and I think it was like a loose ball and then um Stockton missed that shot. Um but the what stuck with me was uh jim costa or um what the hell's the name bob costas his call uh when he when they were walking off the court after jordan made that shot he says if that is the last image that we see or we have of michael jordan that is one of the most unforgettable moments we will ever have yeah and it was
1: the last moment well i wish it was he well, you're to right. You play right. for the Wizards. Yeah, you play for the Wizards. Stupid. But that's
0: that's more of the love of the game, not <clears throat> being able to let go.
1: I'm the owner and I'm going to play. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, dude, that one was my number one, dude. Like, it's just, it, after that, bro, like, I was, man, dude, I'm a fan of his. I'm a fan of the Bulls. I was yeah. able to witness two, three PEETs. I was able to witness him and
1: all his all star teammates, <laughs> right? right? Oh,
0: he wouldn't have oh, one shit without Pippen. Bro.
1: Come on, man. Stop it. Like,
0: Pippen and who else?
1: Yeah, there was no other. Let's be all-stars. real, you know. However, but. Rodman as a rebounder, yeah, fuck.
0: no, he had people around him, no but he no. didn't have. He played in a different era, bro, and that's another argument for another episode. But he yeah. he just played in a different era. People weren't shooting threes like they are now. No, people weren't allowing people to drive into the fucking lane. Join you it, were man. getting tackled. Like, that was the, the game Jordan back rules
1: then. existed. Yes, exactly. That was the, thing. The, the Pistons. The Pistons fucked yeah. him up. Any chance Ooh. they got, They're Bill Ramirez would, would clothesline him, you know. Yep. So, I'm going to talk about some, just real quick. I'm going to go through a couple of my uh, almost made the list. What do you guys call them? Uh, honorable uh, mentions. Honorable mentions. So, cards. I was watching the game where Jordan crossed up, went middle at the Lakers, went up. With one hand, like yeah. he was going to dunk it, thought he was going to get blocked. Put the ball in his left hand and laid it yeah. in. Uh, that was probably that is the most iconic Jordan image that kids try to emulate, even mm-hmm. now at the gym or yeah. or anywhere. I mean, that's just one of the best. And plays he easily
0: could have just dunked it. Oh, he could
1: have. He could have. You know,
0: but his, he, he, his, did,
1: he did. He talked about. I can't remember who was. He uh, said uh, he saw. Um, who I don't remember the player, but he said, "Yeah, he saw somebody coming, coming." So it like he reacted and yeah, uh, one of the most that most iconic awesome shots shot. ever. Um, and then I got uh, I got two more. One was the I'm sorry, uh, but the Jeter throw and the oh uh, yeah, in the- just
0: fucking slide, Jeremy Giambi. <laughs> Good lord! <laughs>
1: uh that Jeter throw. He didn't have to do it. He, didn't, but, he came out of nowhere. That's
0: uh, not what a shortstop does. He's not supposed to be
1: there. No. No, no, not at supposed all. to be. That's instinct. I think if anything, that's... the the pit or not the first baseman. First is supposed baseman to be is there. the cutoff there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I mean, yeah. that's
0: just that's what we're taught from fucking t ball from <laughs> rec league. First yeah. baseman coming from right. Yeah. The ball coming from right. First baseman is a cutoff. Yep. Pitcher always gets behind the catcher. Yep. Like you know what I mean? Like that's that's elementary in baseball. But fucking Jeter, dude, not 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 today, <laughs>
1: fucker. <laughs>
0: Not today. All uh. right, my only, my only honorable mention um, is, uh, <laughs> I love it because they were the powerhouse of the '90s. Sid Bream and the Braves uh, when they were in the NLCS against yeah. the Pirates. So I don't know who it was. I want to say it was like Otis Nixon or maybe even Ron, uh, Ron Gant hits the single, and Sid Bream, mind you, is Mister Bionic Knee. right dude had some (laughs) fucked up knees yeah and he's you know the ball goes to center and he's like running and he's just like he's kind of like a faster uh kurt gibson yeah right just the way he was running kind of a faster and he gets there mind you uh somebody was on third to score to tie it up same same play and here comes Sid Bream, dude, rounding and third. And he's gone, he's gone. And he slides, bro. And it was like the most, like, it was like the shittiest slide he could <laughs> ever, ever. ever. <laughs> and he scores. And it looks like
1: me trying to slide. They
0: beat the Pirates in game oh. seven. That was a walk-off, yeah. walk-off base hit. And they beat the fucking Pirates, dude. And man, that was, oh, and the Pirates were a powerhouse back then. They had Bonds. Jim Leland was their uh, manager. And, yeah. you know, they were, they, they just could never fucking get the over The Four steroids Bonds? Yeah. Guy was still a good fucking
1: fucking hitter, good hitter. I got to say one more last one. I don't remember who they were playing, but it's the best catch I've ever seen in my life. Jim Edmonds got beat over his head. Oh yes, when he was an Angel, got beat over his head. Yes, there was no fucking chance he was going to get to this ball. He laid out completely towards the fence. So he's running away from the batter. The ball is over his head. That was when they had those shitty angel and, uniforms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with the wings and yeah, and so yeah. ugly. But dude, that that is the best catch I've ever seen in my life, yeah, and dude. that could easily made one of our lists because the just the talent and the ability that it takes to make a catch. I mean, I play no, infield. I play infield, and I still play. And any ball over my head, even if it's an easy pop up over my head, and I got to run to it it's so hard to judge where it's going to come down. And, and I catch most of those against my chest because I have no idea where the ball is going to be. Yeah. so but, I got to piss. Oh, shit. All right. Well, he's got to go. Let's wrap, <laughs> let's let's wrap, wrap it this. up, dude.
0: Jimmy, great episode, man. Hell Thanks yeah. for filling in for Paul. Thanks, Thanks um, for not
1: turning the power off on me this time. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> guys, uh, I'm peeing. I, I got to pee, but thank you for listening. Thank um, you guys so much. We are still trying to get in the process of – uh, figuring out what giveaway we're going to do and stuff like that. But, um, here, Jimmy, I gotta (laughs) go.
1: I'm doing a pee pee dance. He's literally jumping up and down. Get us out of here, brother. Thanks again, guys. Thanks again, guys, for, for showing up and, and hanging out with us. Uh, I know this is a super long episode, uh, but we really appreciate you guys, uh, being here listening to episode 22 of the simple ass podcast. My name is Jimmy. Tony's in the toilet. Um, We're going to go out. We're going to play some more of this uh, gospel music that he wanted to hear. So uh, we're going to go out on that. And as always, do not drink and drive. It's not worth your life or anybody else's. Call a cab, call an Uber, call Lyft, call somebody. Just don't drink and drive. Good night, and God bless.